Matt Kudish, Executive Director of the National Alliance of Mental Illness of New York City. It's NAMI for short. NAMI just, you know, helps families and individuals affected by mental illness build better lives through education, support, and advocacy. NAMI New York City offers several evidence-based education classes, 30 monthly support groups, public education programs to combat stigma, and advocates to improve the mental health system for all New Yorkers. Programs and services, which reached over 19,000 individuals last year, are led by trained volunteers and staff who've lived experiences, I should say, and are available free of charge to anyone who needs them. For more information, please visit www.namiNYC.org and their helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call right now, 212-684-3264. That's 212-684-3264. Matt, you were so good on Friday. Couldn't wait to get you back today, buddy. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? We're doing well. Thank you. One of the things I wanted to bring up last week, which I didn't have a chance to because I was uh, busy talking about myself, was I woke up uh, one day last week uh, to my wife and she was crying. And I said, Danielle, what's, uh, what's going on? And she continued to cry and looked at me and said, I don't know. Now, just so you know, we're, we're doing well. She's an attorney. I'm still working. My kids are healthy. We're actually doing very well compared to most Americans. And yet she was hysterical one morning. And when I pressed her to find out why she was, she's a smart lady, she had no idea. And I find out that more and more people during these difficult times are waking up crying, riddled with anxiety and fear. And, and Matt, they just don't know why. Yeah, I think uh, that's a really common thing. I know you can't see me, but I'm nodding along as you're telling that story. <laughs> I think the important thing for us to realize now is that we're all dealing with loss. And we're all dealing with our own losses in terms of our own uh, what's going on in our own lives. But we're also just all dealing with the loss of the way this world used to be. The last, you know, since the middle of March, the way that we imagine the world and understand the world, it doesn't exist that way anymore. And that change, that, that loss for us is huge. And I think it makes a lot of sense that we're all having different kinds of reactions to living through this situation right now. Absolutely, uh, Matt. Listen, Governor Cuomo actually uttered these words. He said, loneliness is not death. Domestic abuse is not death. And he might as well have thrown in uh, alcoholism is not death, implying uh, also as well that anxiety is not death. Sounded a bit callous to me. What do you think? I think that we need to recognize that we're all going through a traumatic experience. And the way we think about trauma means that there's no right way to react to it. So even though we're all living through this same pandemic, what living through this pandemic means to us is going to be different depending on who we are. So the best way that I can think about like normalizing a, a really wide range of responses to what we're going through, whether it's crying or what, is to think about, let's say you and I were in a house fire. We're in a, we're in a house fire. We both run out, and we are both okay. We're, neither of us is hurt. You may come out of that house fire experience thinking, man, I can do anything. I can, I can think on my feet. I can handle anything that's thrown my way. And I may come out of that same experience thinking, my God, I can't trust anything. The world can change in a dime. And the way that we each experience that same event is going to have a long-term impact on the way we sort of live in the world now. And so there's no, there, we can't compare what your loss and my loss is. That's not helpful. It's loss for all of us in, in, in meaningful ways in terms of the loss of life, which is horrible, but we can't minimize the impact of every other loss, including the biggest just loss of the way that we all experience the world in which we live. 
Excuse me, Matt Kudish is the executive director of the National Alliance on Mental Illness of New York City, NAMI for short. You know, I do know some people, Matt, I told you that I do take medication every day, antidepressants. I'm not embarrassed to say it. It's worked, it works great for me. Uh, but the, there is a stigma out there whether it's going to see a psychiatrist or taking medication. And I do know some people personally who will remain nameless, who have upped their medication. Now, they did not get that from a doctor, but they feel especially depressed, especially anxious. And without asking the doctor, they've upped their medication. I can tell you that in one case, my friend feels great. It's worked for him. But I would imagine, Matt, your recommendation would be talk to a doctor first because that could be pretty dangerous, yes? Absolutely. It's, really, it's critically important that we consult with experts, medical experts, and our treating physicians or psychiatrists before we make any kinds of changes to our medication regimens, either taking more, taking less, stopping we, you know, we, underst- we don't know enough as laypersons about what's going on, what, the, what can happen if you just start messing around with that on your own. You really don't want to make those decisions by yourself. It's, it's pretty important that you talk with the doctor or the provider uh, who prescribed those medications for you. Matt Kudis, the National Alliance on Mental Illness of New York City. The website and the helpline number, the number is 212-684-3264. And the website is NAMI, the acronym, NAMI, N-Y-C, N-A-M-I, N-Y-C, dot org. Uh, Matt, my question is this. Uh, obviously, some of this uh, stress, anxiety that the governor talked about and mental illness, as we're talking about, does lead to uh, drug addiction and alcoholism and, and things like that. I mean, you guys obviously deal with uh, those types of incidents as well, No. Uh, we do. We, we tend to deal more with substance use disorder when it's occurring in concert with another mental health condition, uh, because there are so many organizations that focus primarily on substance use disorder, so we collaborate and, and refer and, and cross-refer back and forth. Uh, but we definitely see a connection between serious mental illness and substance abuse. And I think, you know, to your point, we're self-medicating a lot, folks, and for some it's, it, it may be okay, and for others it may end up being problematic. I think the key is to just check in with yourself and pay attention. Am I taking this substance more than I used to? Is it problematic? Is it, is it the primary way in which I'm coping with this? Is that healthy? And just exploring those kinds of questions with a professional, whether it's our helpline or a therapist or some other person that you trust, to put it out there and just kind of give air to it. Uh, can be really helpful in figuring out if, if, if it's something you're managing, if it's something that you need a little support around, uh, and then how do you, you know, who do you connect with to find that support? Um, it's, it's important. You know, you don't want to dismiss that, uh, that piece if people are, are either um, having a substance abuse issue now or always have. Uh, we're seeing, you know, heightened use of, of alcohol, certainly, and other drugs as well as a way to cope and get through this. I got to tell you, I go on the air every day and I yell and scream about masks, and um, I don't wear my mask. I wear it if I'm on the train because it's dirty, and I wear it in a store because I'm told I have to. I never wear it outside. Uh, And for me, uh, it bothers me, and it makes me feel less safe. I know that sounds crazy, Matt, because people think wearing masks should make you feel safer. To me, it makes me feel like I'm living in some, like, Dustin Hoppin movie, some some crazy outbreak where we're all going to die. Little kids, healthy little kids walking around with their face covered on a 70-sunny-degree afternoon, to me, makes me anxious, makes me nervous, makes me fearful. I really believe that the more we do to combat this thing that is not, not proven by science, for people like me, it becomes fearful. It makes me more anxious. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
It does make sense. It makes sense that you feel that way. I think what we have to do is figure out a way to balance the scales. So if they're saying that wearing the mask can keep you and others safe and wearing that mask makes you feel anxious, I think it's about striking that balance. Yeah, but you got to be careful if they're saying, I don't care what they're saying. I've given up on what the politicians are saying. I want scientific proof. Because at that point, I'm not going to argue. If a doctor says to me, you're safer, you're not going to kill that person, with a real high percentage, I'd be less inclined to be angry and anxious. But my problem out is that the science the doesn't prove it. I listen to the scientists, too. I've, I've heard Fauci and others say that masks are, are a helpful way to reducing the transmission of this, yeah. this virus. Well, listen, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Matt Kudish is the executive director of the National Alliance on Mental Illness of New York City, NAMI NYC for short. Uh, Matt, medication aside, as a general proposition, uh, exercise and endorphins, I mean, it can really help, I, I think, people with anxiety and stress. Is that something you counsel people to do? Physical, there's, a, there's absolutely a positive link between physical exercise and mental health. You want to get your blood flow into your brain. You want to get your oxygen levels up, your heart rate up. Uh, it's very often people talk about exercise as, as being incredibly therapeutic and a part or component of people's treatment regimen. Yes. So we hear a lot about the link, the positive link between mental health and, and physical health. It's absolutely beneficial for you. Are you finding, Matt, uh, that now during this time, specifically during the COVID-19 time, that your phones are ringing more, that, that you're, you're, you're dealing with a lot more of this, or is it somewhat overplayed? The anxiety and the stress due to this specific pandemic. No, we're dealing with significantly more individuals who are reaching out for help. So if you think about like all of us, our baseline, the way we function, like mental health is a continuum, it's yeah. a, a spectrum. And so we're all on that spectrum, but our baseline for everybody just went up having to deal with all of this. So people who are living with mental health issues before, they're calling, they're concerned about, is this going to make my, uh, my, my diagnosis worse, my symptoms worse? Mm. How am I going to get my medication? What do I do? I'm all alone. I'm isolated. Mm. And then there are people who were not dealing with mental health challenges before who are now experiencing changes. They're having a hard time sleeping or they're finding themselves worrying a lot. They can't concentrate on things. They're not eating. So we're, we're dealing with all of those different kinds of scenarios uh, at NAMI New York City. I got Our calls have been up about 60% wow. since the middle of March. Uh, and the calls are taking longer because people need a place to process what it is that they're going through sure. and living through. And the beautiful thing about what we do at NAMI NYC is we listen and we can relate because we at NAMI New York City, we're peer-based, which means we're all dealing with these same kinds of situations, either personally living with a mental illness or having a very close family member or friend who's living through it. So we have that shared experience, and then our staff and our volunteers who help facilitate many of our programs, they're all trained. They go through a very robust training so that they can provide that support and normalization. When you talk about what you're going through and you hear that the other person really gets it and they understand and they can relate, yep. that's incredibly powerful. Can't argue. National Alliance on Mental Illness of New York City, NAMI, is very lucky to have you, Matt. You're terrific. Matt Kudish is the executive director. Uh, the, the phone is open now. If you have any questions, you need some help, 212-684-3264. That's 212-684-3264. You were great again today, Matt. Really, thank you so much for what you do for New York City and what you did for us last couple of days. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're great. Excellent well. job. Thank you. You too, Maddie. Thank you.